0: Hi, welcome to episode 20 of the Connect2 podcast. My name is
1: Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes.
0: Hello, Mark. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great. Excellent. 20 episodes. 19. 19.
0: <laughs> 20, 19, whatever. <laughs> That's right. This is our 19th episode. What am I thinking? I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of the curve. You're ahead of the curve. Behind the eight ball, as exactly. usual.
1: And if S- you're new to the channel... Um, please feel free, free feel flee. you can feel free as well, but uh, to uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Yep. And uh, it helps us get found on uh, Apple iTunes yep, for sure. Exactly. Um, we have a mailbag.
0: We do have a mailbag, and we have a special guest today, our very first live guest. So um, we'll be getting to her after, but uh, it's Paulette DeKelver who is uh, my wife and also the founder of Kelver Dispute Resolution. So welcome, Paulette.
2: Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Mark. I'm excited to be here.
1: Excellent.
0: So mailbag, we actually have a real piece of mail uh, from uh, one of our, I guess, regular listeners, uh, who is the author of our, of our uh, theme music. Excellent. So uh, he says, can you guys do a show about retirement? Oh, what is it? What should it be? <laughs> I've been reading a lot of, of uh, about loss of purpose, loss of brain exercise, loss of accomplishment. Is retirement actually healthy? And so I said that we would definitely, will do a future episode. Um, cause that's part of succession planning and, and just you're basically have gone through it and, uh, sort or of, are going through it.
1: My wife says that I'm not retired, that I'm only pretending to be retired. There you go.
0: Anyway. So I think that would be a really good, really good, um, uh, topic
1: for us yeah and we're uh, we're also uh, we will be doing a topic on coffee and today yes we've got, we're drinking uh, uh Chemex. it's from ace coffee ah who is not a sponsor not a sponsor so we have no sponsor.
0: although they could be <laughs>
1: <laughs> we exactly. wouldn't say no if we ever monetize that's right yes okay uh so because we got a we got a, a guest today we're gonna cut it a little bit shorter today we're gonna say one thing we learned this week rather than two okay you're right. So I've learned
0: that according to the Business Development Bank, uh, small business owners and even large business owners in Canada are in for a bit of a rough ride. So according to a recent study, uh, 30% of companies currently having a difficulty hiring new employees because salaries that they're offering are not what people are willing to accept. And that six out of 10 employees are planning to quit their job this year uh, because they want higher salaries. So businesses can expect it's as a minimum on average of about a 3% salary increase if you want to maintain who you have. And if you want to attract top performers, uh, you're going to have to, you know, crack open the purse. So that's obviously going to put some pressure on businesses to be creative and figuring out, you know, how do we, how do we maintain that without just raising prices? Uh, But we probably all should be in for a bit of a price raise uh, shock as well.
1: Well, so. I think inflation will be an issue coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Because, so. because of this and a whole bunch of other supply yeah. chain issues. Uh, one thing I learned today, I, I just finished my Adobe Creative Camp, my advance. Congratulations. Yeah, it was really good. It was really interesting. And one of the things we you got... Look,
0: you look taller. <laughs> I could tell something had happened.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm also probably a little fatter, but there you go. And the... Uh, <laughs> The uh, one of the one of the guest speakers that they had was talking specifically about YouTube analytics. Oh so, yes. Um, so it was really fascinating. So very current information uh, as of uh, like Wednesday. Okay. Was that um, um, there is one billion hours of YouTube watched every day? Wow. Right. So that's the aggregate of everybody, and that there are four hundred hours of YouTube videos. Uploaded per
0: minute—that's unbelievable—and
1: that uh, that on their homepage they cycle through 200 million videos per day. Unbelievable! So uh, it's just the uh, the numbers are just mind blowing. Absolutely. So it really yeah. affects what you need to do in terms of uh, in terms of being able to connect with your viewership for right. YouTube. It means two things. One is there's an enormous amount of content. Right. And there's an enormous amount of viewership. So there's opportunities to try and connect those two. But uh, how to get through the wheat, uh, separate the wheat from the chaff is a real, a real issue. Right. So it's, uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating. Like the numbers just. That is, a yeah, absolutely. Me. So that's what I learned. Okay. And today we're going to be talking about uh, um, dispute resolution uh, through, uh, through kindness. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I will introduce our guest. Excellent. So our guest today is Paulette DeKelver, who, as I mentioned, is is my wife. Paulette is also a lawyer. Could you mention it again? uh, I could mention it again. With uh, uh, 20 years, nearly 20 years of experience in litigation, and uh, recently has founded the DeKelver Dispute Resolution uh, website and practice, and is going to talk to us today about um, kindness in conflict, kind of in honor of conflict resolution day, which is what's the date of the actual day?
2: It is October 21st this year. It's celebrated the third Thursday in October annually.
0: Okay. So when this is airing, it will basically be two days after that. So perfect timing. Excellent. So welcome, Paulette.
1: Welcome.
2: Wonderful. Thank you. Great to see you. Thank you both very much. It's very exciting to be here. I've certainly heard a lot about the podcast. and <laughs> It's been great to see it come together. Um, interesting, Jeff, you mentioned, uh, of course, that we're married. And so I'm here to talk about twice. conflict. And, uh, Almost
0: three times. Twice mentioned, not <laughs> twice married.
2: <laughs> probably won't be lost on those listening that perhaps there is a uh, relationship between conflict and marriage because yes, absolutely, it certainly does come up. Uh, but that's not why I'm here. Uh, I'm here because, as you mentioned, I've been uh, a lawyer for nearly two decades and in that I deal with conflict. That's the side of the business that I'm in. And the main tool that I've used to help clients solve problems around conflict has been the courts. And I don't know if you've had any direct experience with the courts. If you have, you know that it is it is a heavy tool. Mm-hmm. It is complicated. It is,
1: nobody comes out of the courtroom process without scars. It is. Uh, it is very. Uh, it is a very difficult process. I, you just. You know. You. I always think about like Donald Trump saying like I'll just sue you, and I'm going like, that is a non-trivial thing yeah. to do because it is. It is. A, it is a big sledgehammer, and everybody. Yeah. after it yeah costly time-consuming and
2: just well that's it there's direct costs um like literally to file the documents um uh, to participate in the court process maybe you can do it by yourself depending on what the issue is but if you need to engage a lawyer you may actually be engaging a legal team and so very quickly costs start to add up those are your literal costs and then there's the indirect costs, mm-hmm. the, your own personal time, the time of your team, if you're in a corporate environment. Anyways, so after, and sometimes it's necessary. Some conflicts absolutely cry out to be before the courts. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. What I observed in my litigation practice is that 99% of the conflicts don't need the assistance of the court to be resolved.
1: Well, most of them get settled. I mean, it's yeah. a huge number
2: Absolutely. but I, what I um, concluded is that you can get to settlement without having to engage the court process. Right. And that's where I started to become really, really curious, is how can I bring more of that resolution process into my practice without going to the courts, without filing documents, because essentially it becomes a threat. Absolutely, right. Like if we don't settle, I'm gonna set it for trial. Gonna pay for the experts. Right. Yada yada yada. Right. We can yeah. talk about that if anybody is curious and wants to know. I'm happy to go into that. But what I really became curious about was different mechanisms to resolve um, conflict. Yeah. And sometimes it's called ADR, which used to be um, an acronym for alternative dispute resolution alternative being alternative to the court
1: right and not to be confused with uh, additional dialogue replacement or oh. <laughs> that's what they do in videos yes okay De- definitely, ADR is definitely not, not to uh, be confused with that dialogue
2: replacement. <laughs> I'm gonna leave all the technical questions <laughs> to you too no two.
1: worries no worries <laughs>
2: Good. Uh, i good. i'm I'm really great at managing scope and that is on the wrong side of my scope no
1: worries it's all um,
2: good. but more recently in my world yep. a d r um refers to appropriate oh, dispute like that. resolution. That's a good change. yeah yeah because you can be talking about arbitration mediation um conferencing um
1: me on the edge of Sorry. My seat. I know yeah, I know I know restorative justice right so
2: alternative dispute resolution mechanisms in a criminal justice system right and right. To, to, to be fully transparent I don't practice in that area um, but they're more like um, like sentencing circles perhaps people have heard yeah. of right oh so yes right there's all different types of mechanisms that mm-hmm. you can apply to um, conflict resolution okay all all right. Right. so okay. that's how I ended up getting involved in conflict. Resolution day this year specifically. Well, when
1: you think about it, I mean, I mean, uh, a lot of lawyers are practicing a version of it without necessarily any of the formal training, right? Because, because so few of the cases go to trial, they're, they're trying to resolve the dispute beforehand. Yeah. But sometimes, I mean, for me, you know, I had a long career of appearing as an expert witness. And most of the, I'd say all of the cases that I ended up going to trial on, there was always a very specific reason, usually unrelated to the merits of the case. It usually had to do with personality conflicts between lawyers, had to do with intractable clients who are unwilling to listen to the advice of their lawyers, uh, lawyers unwilling to look at the facts that were presented in front of them was always It was always usually one specific reason that created an entrenched position, so yeah. but for everything else, every other case, and uh, you know involved with thousands of them, um, they all settled, and usually because cooler minds prevailed right right so yeah would you say, Paulette, that uh, litigation
0: process has a built in Uh, you know, amplifier of. Oh,
2: 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you might have a a dispute that is, you know, reasonably small, but once you get down that road, it kind of just makes it the the whole process makes it more uh, acute. And and then,
1: yeah. Well, is that, is that because of the adversarial system of, of, of uh, justice that we have, or is it, uh, and, and is that what differentiates a lot of the ADR? Uh,
2: absolutely today. you guys are asking really really great questions um and honestly um they're pro- like if we go down that rabbit hole that'll probably take all of our time okay i'm, I'm happy to no, no. to go through it I, I actually teach at Nate and i teach a whole course on uh, business law yep. and we do a whole segment on our current adversarial system and i'm a total geek and i absolutely love it we <laughs> go all the way back to roman times complete with cartoons So I'm happy to go through all that. Um, In a nutshell, really, it is that adversarial rights-based approach. As soon as you're into a court system, what you are trying to do is prove your right or entitlement to an outcome. Right. Right. And as soon as you're in that, like if if you just take a minute and picture logically how that goes... Mm -hmm it doesn't leave a lot of room for dialogue.
1: Right. Right. Conversation. Sure. Yeah. Because, because you're always you're, trying it, to prove your point yeah. and talk yeah. over people. Kind if, of. if
2: you're right, inherently mm-hmm. somebody else is wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a black and white binary kind of system. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, I think Mark right. used the term position. When yeah. We were just, and, and I think we've talked about that a lot, right? Position is not the same as an interest, which is maybe deeper and more. Yeah. Kind of at the end of the process, what's your interest? Where's position is more, this is kind of what's on my mind right now or, you know, my grievance. um,
1: I've been wrong. Which becomes
0: really entrenched and then, you know, let's hit each other over the head until somebody wins or gives in. And
2: and, and fundamentally that happens because um, I've been wronged, right? To pick up on your phrase, Mark, really at its core, most conflicts are about Somebody's feelings being hurt, which it sounds trite. And like, I don't mean to minimize the experience. I like
1: it because it's totally true. It's somebody, well, somebody's feelings are hurt or, or they they feel they've been wronged by somebody. Right. Yeah. uh, Yeah.
2: And, and as we get bigger, as we get more mature, we get older, we become adults, we become grown-ups, we now have businesses, we have families, we have mortgages, we have leases. Bigger and bigger dollars start to attach to our interests. That's right. And sure. so then when something goes wrong, a lot of things suddenly become very attached to that very quickly. Right. And suddenly now you're thinking about your livelihood. Um, maybe you're thinking, sorry, no, that's good. You're, maybe you're thinking about, um, your ability to pay your mortgage, right? to yep. provide for your children. Um, maybe you've got a business with a bunch of employees and you're really committed to that business, to those employees. And now you're thinking about their education and their ability to pay their mortgage. Right. So right. Very quickly, sure. people become really, I call it hot. Mm. really fast. yeah, Yeah. And and that's really what leads us kind of into this conversation for today and talking about how does kindness starts to come into that? Because when people are really engaged, like in that really hot moment, Mm -hmm. it can be hard to have that step back. Yeah. Right. And so appropriate dispute resolution really tries to create the space for people to have that emotional engagement and give them the opportunity to come through that and get back to that place where they can talk rationally.
1: Right. Because right. Because
2: what can happen in the litigation process is people get set at that point when they're hot. Yeah. You and get then entrenched. it can be hard to back down from that because they've become entrenched. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Exactly.
0: And nobody really likes to go first in, in giving up ground, right? So then it becomes a chicken and egg thing and... Yeah.
1: Well, I, know, I know a entrenched. couple of cases I was involved with where the lawyer didn't want to hear anything negative. And I'm going, you need to hear everything so you can make reasonable decisions. Yeah, right. Uh, like whether I'm positive or negative is irrelevant to me, but probably pretty relevant to you. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, um, so, yeah, it's uh, that entrenched nature of it and the yeah. inability to listen to any other as perspectives is yeah is i mean i think that's where the uh alternative dispute resolution becomes or appropriate, appropriate? yeah right. resolution become and but tell me about this kindness aspect of it so is sure. it just really more of a, uh listening or is it uh like just uh considering like what what what's what is how does that really affect ADR.
2: So I can talk about kindness and I can talk about listening and I can talk about questions. <laughs> so, um, if it's okay with you, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to pause for a minute. Um, cause I think Jeff, did you have another question and I'll see if I can try to answer as many of the questions kind of <laughs> lumped together.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to, I was going to ask, isn't it true that when you start looking at interests, you can sometimes, you know, kind of go deeper and, and uncover Like the position may be quite on the surface. Right. Like, for instance, I want a bigger office than so-and-so, right? But sometimes those interests go much, much deeper. Like I had a client one time, two brothers, and at the end of the day, you know, it was a succession and it fell apart because ultimately there was all of this childhood bad feeling that had never actually been addressed. Oh and, And it got carried over into, you know, one finally said, I'll never work for this guy, right? And that was it was his brother. So at the eleventh hour, it's like, whoa, right? Yeah. And uh but it was really, really old stuff that had just never really been resolved. Yeah, and then sort of got projected onto
1: other things.
2: Yeah,
0: spreadsheets and and, and order forms, and but really, it's like, mom, like you bore when I was seven, <laughs> and I I never got over that. this was just wow, right? Yeah. So is it true that by doing that, you can sometimes get to the heart of the the real problem?
2: Absolutely. And that's really the aim of the conflict resolution process is to stay out of the trenches, right? Stay out of the positions and to look for those interests, like you've mentioned, Jeff. And so how do you do that? Because, you know, as I said, people get really hot, right? Yeah. And, and, it's, and I'm just going to put a, a small intro comment on that. We've been talking a lot about like high stakes conflict that can end up in the courts. The conflict resolution model or principle applies to any form of conflict. So even like today, um, you know, most of us are entrenched somewhere along the way in conflicts around COVID, right? Because they're everywhere. Oh, wow. Right, whether it's about wearing a mask, not wearing a mask.
1: We've been trying to avoid talking about. Okay. Have you? Because we're positive. It's a positive, no, no, we're but, to be positive. And and, and and I'll and I'll do that. No, like, and that's, I'll, I'll that's come awesome. back there, yeah, right? No, I I appreciate though the, yeah. the concept of trying to, like, uh, yeah. see the conflict because it is everywhere. I mean, especially living in Alberta, it's like, oh my god, it's yeah. hard. It, it's hard. It is hard. It is yeah.
2: super hard. So. So I apologize if I've taken the conversation somewhere where no you way. hadn't intended it to go. No, no, that's not, kind no. of my nature. Yeah. And frankly, thanks for
0: thanks for cracking the seal on that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just just <laughs>
0: wait till
1: next episode. Now. Oh my god, LinkedIn, beware. <laughs> beware.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but but it's but that's really the point, right? Like these tools are really aimed at getting into those spaces of conversation, right? That are really they can be really challenging really energetically charged and um and, and difficult to get into and even if you touch on them sometimes it can be really hard to stay in oh, yeah. so how does kindness tie into that yeah right kindness is the universal key that gives us that space to access the conversation interesting right, right. now I can be kind to somebody and not necessarily agree with them. I can have all the kindness that I can muster Mm -hmm. and empathy. That's a concept that I'm hoping we have a minute to just touch on Mm -hmm. without agreeing, without accepting, because when we could shift into that space of kindness, what that does for us in a conflict situation is it helps to bring the stress down. It brings the anxiety levels down. And it starts to permit us to shift from judgment. I don't like your position. I think it's wrong. Therefore, I think you're wrong. And perhaps we build on that and start to layer in more criticism. And when we can remember to access our kindness It shifts us into, okay, I wonder what's going on for you. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. when we can start to access that curiosity, that permits us to start to consider what else might be going on, right? Right. So to your point, Jeff, about interests, if somebody is coming at me, and and maybe I don't have to talk about the COVID issues, let's talk about speed limits, right? (sighs) Right for the 40 kilometer an hour speed limit in neighborhoods, mm-hmm. right? Somebody comes at me and they're super like hardcore. This is like, has to be, it's mandatory. It's overdue. There should be stiffer sentences. Blah, 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 blah. Maybe I agree. Maybe I don't. Right. But somebody comes at me and they've got all of that information. Yeah. First thing I'm going to ask is, wow, this is really important to you. Can you tell me why?
1: That's a great question. That's <laughs> a great way to frame it. Right. <laughs> and, right. and maybe
2: they, maybe they have a child. That was struck by somebody who sped through their neighborhood. Sure. Right. Okay. I'm going to approach that conversation now from a totally different perspective.
1: Or maybe right. they had the wrong kind of cornflakes for breakfast then. Could be that too, right?
2: <laughs> you, you know what? Absolutely. Maybe they got cut off by somebody on the White Mud Freeway. Right. And it's got nothing to do with or what happened. They haven't we're talking had their
0: about. morning coffee. Maybe they don't like the number four. <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe they don't like me. Like, who knows, right? But when I'm in that <laughs> place of kindness, I can now be curious, and I can ask.
1: Sure, that's awesome. So that's
0: yes. Covey's old "seek first to understand, and then to be understood." Well,
1: it's right? it's. Uh, I mean, it applies Which hard. Applies all over the place, and if you can, uh, I I mean, I've been thoroughly impressed with uh, your um, pursuit of this because I think uh, dispute resolution is, especially in a in a more positive form, is something that. People aren't trained enough to do. I mean, especially in Alberta where we've been polarized as a society for a very long time. That's right. right. Yeah. No, it's way more polarized <laughs> The Americans
0: now. have got nothing on, on us. No. And, <laughs> uh,
1: and I mean, I remember, Show you how to do it. I remember a friend of ours who, uh, who um, I was having a disagreement about him on a position and he says, Oh, you must hate me then. I go like, no, like, mm-hmm. Don't hate I, I do but I I, I don't <laughs> must no but 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 in yeah. the, the case like it was I was just agreeing with disagreeing with him on a particular point with but it, so I had a different opinion right but it didn't mean I hated him It certainly didn't mean that at all yeah. and uh in fact I was a little stunned at the comment yeah. but I think that that is especially especially in Alberta where there's been like generations of people who were born into their politics yeah right that um they don't actually know why they have the positions that they do no because it's just the way it's always been yeah and uh so somebody that has a different opinion there's got to be something wrong and just hate me and i'm just like whoa that's 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 pretty strong stuff that's a hard place to be
0: absolutely but you know i think that ties into we don't teach critical thinking right uh and then i think the media machine and you know all of that lessens even the ability that you know whatever minimal level of ability to think critically most people have i think then gets lowered by that that constant positional tribalism from the social media and well even if
1: you you think about just this past week we had quite a sad story of uh um was reported by the chief medical officer of health that a 14 year old had died and had COVID now. uh, And their family got quite upset that uh, because this, this child, I mean, it's traumatic. I can't even imagine it, but for a 14 year old died of, of like brain cancer. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but also caught COVID. Yeah. Um, But, uh, and, but their response initially when they said, when, when, when she came out with this was like, like uh, this is all fake news, and this. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's,
0: it's, uh, one of the sisters, I think. Yeah, I, they were really upset. They were
1: really well, and they, you know, I can see people being very upset about the circumstance because a child has died. That's yes. just, yeah. incredibly horrible. Right. Um. But uh. But it also it wasn't fake news because it was coming from the chief medical officer of health. Yeah. Right. She was making it news. Sure, she was misreporting it, and and ended up apologizing. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, and it, was it wasn't delivered
0: very was, well either because no. it was sort of oh uh, they had comorbidities and so then a lot of people lost their minds about Well, any a child dies, you don't sort of kind of s- try to play it down like eh, super you
1: know super technical nuance thing that mm. is being distributed to people and you know when their initial reaction is like a 14 year old just died. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that is uh that's a, uh, so but uh, it's just that it's that polarization and and like all of a sudden certain words are just trigger words. Right. Mm -hmm. Like to use the word fake news, all of a sudden that just, that creates this whole other, I mean, Donald Trump has been very effective as a marketer of creating fake news as a trigger for people. Exactly. And anytime you don't agree with anything, it's fake news.
0: Yeah. But I think it goes back to what Paulette's theme is, you know, what would kindness do right yeah, if, exactly. if more of us could start from that take a beat, pull back for a second, just ask yourself that question okay i'm a, I'm about to you know, I don't know somebody screwed up my order at Denny's or whatever right <laughs> exactly, and yeah. I'm having a bad day, and I said no nuts, and here's peanuts on the thing, you know, yeah, but you know what would kindness do if you could maybe just ask that question take thirty seconds, and yeah, you can still. Because you know, then there's people who say, "Oh, I'm just not going to say anything, you know, and I'll just go into anaphylaxis just to to be quiet and that, that's not what I was <laughs> nobody's saying that right but it's this there's just this way of still speaking up for yourself of raising the issue that is that can still be kind right and and I think that's yeah, absolutely right. we well, start from that if you can
2: you, you know there's there's so much to this topic. Um, and so much of what's happening in the media right now, whether it's the direct media from the chief, um, medical officer of health, uh, or whether it's the, you know, the social media, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or whatever Mm. platform you're on. Yeah. There is so much polarization. Polarization
1: and vitriol. Absolutely. Like like it's their initial, it's like everybody's initial reaction is to hit back. Yeah. Well, because these
2: are important issues. Well, right? even if
1: they're not. Like, well, no, but you know, it's just become it's just become the, the thing, natural like right? Yeah. Like uh like uh <laughs> so this is totally off, t- off topic, but there is uh, a hockey player for the Oilers. This, this big Finnish guy, his name is Jesse Puljujarvi, right? Right. And uh last week He went to Elk Island and uh, he took a picture, a selfie with him and a bison in the back. Right. And, you know, and he did a media conference and he said, oh, your bison's are very kind, you know, and it was just, it was totally this kid, this kid is almost always got a huge smile on his face and really does great stuff. And, uh, but there were people complaining about, what is he doing get, going out of the car getting close to his bison? Yeah. And it's just like this initial reaction. And, it, you know, this, this guy's a there's, lovable lug. There's always somebody who's got just, a, a problem. So right? you got two, you can look yeah. at it on the face, or yeah. you can, I mean, he said the, the bison didn't move. He just stood there the whole time. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> I, that's, I've got lots of
2: pictures of bison, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> it's funny because there's this concept called legitimacy of complaint. Right? We, so when, in business, when we do stakeholder analysis, Right, everybody has a, has a voice, but when you're trying to balance things out, there's this question of legit, legitimacy of complaint. So the example I'll often use is if you live downstream from you know, a chemical plant, like literally downstream, and they're putting poison in your water, it's a pretty legitimate complaint. If you are an environmentalist over in Europe, awareness of the issue is still important. But, you know, it's like you're not as directly impacted as the person who lives right downstream, right? Oh, so exactly. it's just, it's a nuanced thing. So yeah. again, oh my God, you know, what's he getting out of? What do you care? Like, okay, so are you a bison? No? Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> like, are you his, the bison's But and,
0: But it's the degree of, it isn't just like a comment. Like if, you know, I think on social media, does that for us. If you're at home, and you're like ah you know maybe that's not such a smart thing it would be a flip you know off off the remark but people because it's put into social media i mean it's just like wow right like five angry faces and a and a closed fist and well and yeah. i think i think especially
1: Man. after coming through the pandemic where people were so isolated to one another i think it's like people have forgotten how right. to have conversations, how to communicate with totally. one another, how to get
2: along. So can get... I jump in? Absolutely. Because you had asked Mark early on about so how does how does kindness tie to the topic? Why why are we here? Well, this is brilliant. The conversation that the two of you are having are making the point. Why is for conflict resolution day this year, the topic kindness in communication? Well, listen to the last five minutes of what you guys were just talking about. Right. 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 And, and yeah, you know. See what we did there? Yeah. It's
1: a nice segue.
2: Thank you. (laughs) Um, You know, and Jeff, to your point, like about, um, what did you call it? Proximity to, to complaint? Legitimacy of complaint. Legitimacy of complaint. Even when you're removed from that complaint process, um, you know, you're responding to something on, on Twitter with the five angry faces and the fist in the air. Something is going on for you. Like that's connecting at sure. some level, level. So you might not be the person immediately downstream from the chemical plant, but something in that interaction has value to you. Yes. Yep. Right? Like okay. the, the, yep. that, that trigger, right? To exactly. use the word that you used, Mark. And, and that's where this whole concept of um, kindness ties into the conflict, yeah. mm. right? Because when we just simply remove ourselves from the conflict, like you said, go into anaphylaxis to avoid having the conflict. <laughs> right. You know, some people do that. Some people will turn themselves inside out to avoid having to stay in that conflict space, which which I get. I mean, there's a beautiful author, Priya Parker, has written an entire book about how relationships are ruined by unhealthy peace yes right yeah,
1: I can, that, that uh, right. well and, and you know we i'm i'm acutely aware that uh, an unresolved conflict um never gets better it doesn't it right? really right. doesn't it basically yeah right. uh, so just stepping out and doing things to avoid it 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 never gets better. I mean, I am not a particular. I don't I don't seek conflict. I don't particularly enjoy it. Yeah. um, But I recognize that there's times you need to confront it.
0: Absolutely.
1: But uh, confronting it is not the same thing as attacking it. Yes. Well,
2: and I I use the phrase staying in it. Yeah. Right. And sometimes we do need to step away from a conflict situation for a variety of reasons. Chief among them, safety. Sometimes you actually need to step away to let the temperature come down. And I totally recognize that. Um, And there are different types of conflict and different scenarios. Mm -hmm. And like we talked about appropriate dispute resolution, some scenarios require a level of expertise. And and maybe it's law enforcement, right? (laughs) Like I'm, I'm not saying to anybody, you know, go out and engage people in a physical way and try and talk them down. Unless you are an FBI hostage negotiator, don't try that, right? So, you know, but know yourself and know the situation that you're in. Mm-hmm. And if it's, you know, you and your neighbor can't get along over where the fence should go, well, is there, can you start by trying to apply kindness?
1: Yeah, as opposed to... Uh, creating a TikTok of it, so showing how how, <laughs> right. you, how exactly. your neighbor is so crazy, or We're setting the,
0: the setting their fence on fire, then you know, putting that and then putting that on TikTok, <laughs> that'll show you.
2: Oh my goodness. 2 million views.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah big thumbs up. Um, um or or there... go,
2: or immediately running down to the courthouse and filing a civil claim. That's oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
1: Are there any um I, I mean we're we, this has been really informative and I really appreciate the time. I guess is there anything you'd like to say to wrap up?
2: Wow, okay, that's great. Um I love I love the fact that the two of you are willing to touch on the t- the subject, mm. right? Because a lot I of
1: touch th- on everything. <laughs> well, no,
2: but that's great because that's really where it starts. Yeah. That's really where it starts is the willingness to have that conversation. And, um, I mean, I literally have 80 slides, like I could go on, I, well, I've done full semester courses on this subject. So there's a lot that can be said on it. Um, But really, if you can find it in yourself to start and ask yourself what would kindness do, that is one of the biggest changes and shifts that you can make that then takes you out of the adversarial, positional, entrenched, fight-based approach. And puts you into a place of then starting to be able to engage in conversation so if you are interested in that topic um, conflict resolution day.ca um, has got a there whole go. list of d- resources um, presentations there's a free workshop on october 21st being offered online it's 90 minutes um, people are trained informed um, very quickly, issues can start to come up around things like trauma and people want to know about that. Again, that's a scope question. I can't deal with that, but I can help you hold that space to get to, to where you can get the support. So cool. there's lots and lots of other resources that are available well, and, out there. Thank you so
1: much for coming. Yes, our, our, our first where, guest. Where, where can people
2: find you? Easiest way to find me is online, dekelverdr.com d-e-k-e-l-v-e-r-d-r dot c-o-m also on Facebook and Instagram and uh, also on LinkedIn
1: oh no
2: oh we don't talk (laughs) about that sorry (laughs) is kind of like a running running (laughs) game anyway edit Um, that part out
1: excellent well thanks a lot Paulette thank you Paulette Um, well to wrap up what what media have you been watching oh man Lower Lower decks.
0: Decks (laughs) <laughs> okay, I watched my first episode Watch over there. The, we watched the 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 finale of season two. Oh, okay, and the whole season has been phenomenal, but I gotta say it, it is the most Star Trek, you know, show uh, in a long, long time. Oh, so awesome. yeah, Picard's interesting and in Discovery, you know, they have their their unique attributes, but like for pure, wow, this is really Star Trek. Uh, the finale was just blow it out of the water so really good
1: excellent um i watched the first episode of the squid game oh yes and that is uh it is bizarre (laughs) (laughs) it is very bizarre i have no idea where it's going but it is uh it is yeah and it's not for the the squeamish for sure that's right uh, yes but uh so we'll see where that goes i have no idea where it's going but it's circle back on it and, um, and, um, I, I had referred to the, 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 uh, podcast that I was listening yes. to with Kara Swisher and Scott, uh, Scott, Professor G was Scott Galloway. So he is uh, kind of a business entrepreneurship right. uh, podcaster. He's got his own podcast as well. Um, both of them, I think are on the Vox network. It's, uh, it's really interesting. Okay. He is an interesting guy. Uh, reminds me a fair bit of you. Actually. Oh, so, there you go. So there you go. Um, a listen. But um, that's it for this week. Yes. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about uh, a holistic approach to mental health. Yes, that's Ooh, right. So
0: kind of building a little bit on on today's show. Uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to that.
1: And so, we actually have coffee today. Yes, and then
0: I think are we are we not talking about coffee, coffee proper the week after that? The week that. after that. So, so uh, there you go. You get a two for uh, look look forward this week.
1: And how do you like the coffee? It's very good. It's a, yeah. This is a
0: Chemex. I so. might never sleep again.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.
1: Okay. Well, we'll see you uh, see you next week. Yeah. You got you Mark.
2: Take, Take care. care. Bye. <laughs>